0: I'm Michael Hasted, and welcome to Arts Talk Radio, which brings you interviews, news and reviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, which are either in English or where language is no problem. We concentrate on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and everything in between or nearby.
1: Talk Radio Online features on the arts in English.
0: While things are not quite back to normal, this week sees the lifting of many of the restrictions, and consequently, many of the museums and performance venues are able to offer limited admissions. Small venues like the Corso in The Hague have been particularly badly hit by the lockdown, but on Fridays from the 12th of June, they'll be presenting familiar work from dancers and choreographers with whom they work regularly. One of them, Samir Calixto, will be presenting his excellent W, which we reviewed a year or so ago. I spoke to Samir before the corona crisis about things in general and how philosophy and music play an important part in his work.
2: The connection between both music and philosophy is really something important, but somehow because of my music background, I'm always and constantly doing works that are... Uh, come from the music and depart from the music, even though they have different uh,
0: outputs later on. Because I detect that you are not Dutch, are you? You're, in fact, from Brazil. From Brazil, that's right. And how long have you been working in The Hague? Well, I've been working
2: here first as, um, as a dancer for the last 14 years, but travelling around having that gypsy life that we all have as dancers. So somehow, yeah, I've been based in Holland uh, since then, but really moving around and travelling around Europe. But as a choreographer, I've been connected to, Corso course, of theatre for the last
0: eight years. Are you a resident choreographer or what? what's the situation here?
2: I'm one of the choreographers that's uh, fully supported up to now uh, for From uh, we do not have the concept of resident choreographers but choreographers that actually are connected to the production house and every case is a case in my case they really supported me from the very beginning
0: you must have been very young when you came when you left Brazil well
2: thank you not that that young I'm 40 years old now so uh, did
0: you come here to study dance?
2: no I had finished my studies there in Brazil I came and I immediately sort of uh, started uh, taking dance lessons here to get known in the circuit and then I auditioned and started getting jobs after a year here. But I studied actually uh, theater and classical music in Brazil. So my background, I studied opera. So
0: So you sing as well?
2: I used to, yeah. (laughs) I really used to. So therefore, uh, that's the reason why my works have a strong connection to music, because I cannot uh, approach a piece of music without looking at the structure, without looking at its background, uh, the
0: context, and et cetera. To me, music is a very important factor Mm -hmm. in dance, but very often with with contemporary dance, and I notice it quite often here, that there is almost no music. There's a sort of soundtrack. Right. um, Which sometimes works better than others.
2: Yes, I think, uh, yes, it is. And uh, when you have a soundscape, you have uh, the possibility of uh, giving the choreography the autonomy of creating its own music.
0: You can create an atmosphere yourself. An
2: atmosphere and uh, its own musicality, basically. It's very hard to work with existing pieces of music because you are, at least for me, because you become... Very aware of what that music represents. If you're choosing Wagner, you're just not setting movements yeah, on the top scripts of Wagner. Already written. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, you have to find a way to communicate in different layers with that music. But uh, in my previous piece, for instance, Summa, I used just purely the music of Arvo Peretz. It's incredible. It's really incredible music. But there, there was something in the... Of course, there was live music and there was something in the concept that sort of supported that idea of the, having that
0: music purely used because it's, it's a music of purity. Absolutely. Yeah. And there, there, there are other uh, composers. like Obviously, Philip Glass is used, mm-hmm. used a lot. Max is used a lot. And that is very, very suitable for, um, mm-hmm. for contemporary dance. But, but as I said before... W- when you have a blank sheet of paper mm-hmm. and you want to create a new dance, mm-hmm. what's the starting point? What, what, what do you say, I'll do it to this piece of music, or mm-hmm. I've, I've, thought, I've got this wonderful little m- sequence of moves. Mm-hmm. What, what, what normally is the first thing you have when you start?
2: Uh, more often than not, with me, is with the music. Yeah. yeah, I listen to the music and I, uh, I try to understand what are all the layers that compose that music, not only in, not only in structural terms, but also the context in which that music was uh, composed. Is that important? For me, it becomes, because even if you decide to ignore that, at least you are aware. And I think that music, in the end of the day, especially when you talk about classical music, it's carrying forward. It has baggage. It it does have baggage, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And, I mean, it acquires baggage as it goes through time as well. And I think uh, an awareness towards it, at least in the kind of work I do. And respect.
0: And respect.
2: Very much so, but not reverence, you know. I think I treat with respect, and the, the, my way of respecting the piece is to understand where it comes from, to understand what it represented at that moment when it was created. And then uh, I don't feel like I should update necessarily that music, but I do feel I should dialogue to it. In the case of Wagner, you do have the whole uh, revolution that was recent on the Zolder. By the time it was composed, I mean, that was an opera that very few people understood when they you know, when they heard uh, for the first time, not for the first time, but very few times before they could uh, not detect a, a, an area where the soprano or the tenor step forward and sing that beautiful song.
0: Is very much um, you're not an acquired taste, but you certainly have to learn to understand it.
2: Absolutely, and to understand that uh, I, uh, that you are dealing with layers of texture, of tessitures, of, of things that are uh, overlapping each other, and and holding your grip until the end. I mean, you listen to Tristan und I mean, he saves the last chord for the last minute. Within a frame of four hours, which is incredible. Apart from the
0: first quarter is very good too. Yeah,
2: exactly. No, it's uh, so you have that sense of suspension and not resolution. And I mean, he he bored people at his time,
0: you know. Because he, he's in a quiet taste. It took me yeah. quite a long time to get in, into Wagner. I just found it too heavy and, and too rich it almost. Is. And you have to. It takes time to, to, to get in, but once you are in, yes, it's yes, fantastic.
2: And he's. Terrifying to do choreography in it. Have
0: you never fancied directing an opera?
2: Yes, very much so. But uh, the role of choreographers often in uh, in opera productions is to make the dance. And the problem is, I do have. Uh, they, they
0: don't have any ballets in, in Wagner, do
2: they? No, they don't. But okay. normally, what you do have, let's say, in what traditional uh, the traditional setup is in opera, you do have the director and you do have the choreographer. But in that case, I would love to approach the whole thing because I do have a vision about uh, where the music sort of leads. So as you say, I would much more likely to uh, direct than actually just choreograph. Because yeah, yeah, those good, are very different I mean, functions, yes. yeah. But to direct an opera, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, there are a few operas that are in my, you know, in my dreams there. <laughs> but if you take an opera like, um, of course, that many choreographers approach, like uh, Orfeo and Euridice of uh, Gluck, that's obviously an opera for music, but I have the dream of doing uh, Bluebeard's Castle of Bartók. It's, uh, it's a very compact opera of an hour that only has two singers, and it's the only opera that Béla Bartók has ever written. It's heavy, but it's an amazing music. I mean, I think there's so much possibility for 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 the body there.
0: Because because the the difference I think between to a great extent a generalization mm-hmm. between opera and certainly contemporary dance is the number of people involved right. I when mean, you get an opera company on the road with 80 yeah. 90 people whereas a contemporary company can travel with half a dozen and do very well
2: exactly but it's also a matter of money eh? the yeah, money yeah.
0: that's being it's always
2: uh, money. that's exactly surrounding that art uh, of course the the structure of opera demands more money and generates more money as well
0: but i mean um, it, 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 in the netherlands is uh, one possibly the leading country in the world for contemporary dance. Yes. And I think it's, it's relatively well-funded here, isn't it? It is, it is. I mean, if you compare to most
2: of Europe, it is. But the, the difference is there are many, There are very few fixed ensembles here in Holland. You do have, of course, the Nederlandse Theater, you have Escapino, uh, you have the large ones. You have houses like Corso that support talent from their beginning until the mid-career, but you do have that gap in the mid-career choreographers, where I'm starting to find myself now that actually, uh, where do I go? If I open my own company, um, you do miss the structure of a theatre that's backing yourself up, you know?
0: And uh, all the logistics, the, the management becomes... Yeah, a which is massive.
2: Job. Which is massive. And then when you have a tour like mine with 25 shows, you do need that structure, yeah. but as soon as you leave the support of a production house, it becomes very hard to afford that because you do need the structure that travels with you. Uh, while in countries like Germany, you have the Stadttheater system, with very little towns, you know, having their theater with their opera house, with their dance company, but they do not tour. And Holland does have this tradition in dance also because... I think it's a historic thing, you know, as it is a merchant's culture, you know, you have people coming, flooding in and out, and the same sort of extended to dance. But you do have very few choreographers who end up their lives here. So you constantly have a lot of people passing through Holland, but as soon as you are uh, required to settle a structure, is the most challenging time for your career.
0: I can, well, yes, I can understand yeah. that, but the world is a very big, big place. It would be a pity to limit yourself to absolutely. a small country like Holland, even, even though it has this incredible yeah. um, reputation and um, absolutely a of uh, contemporary dance.
2: Totally, but it's in the end of the day, it's a shame also that the country has invested on so many of us, and then you have to leave once you reach a certain point. You know what I mean? like uh, mm-hmm. Because you, I, I, I'm a fruit of what the country is, you know, in terms of dance.
0: And you, feel, you must feel a responsibility for that.
2: Very much so, yeah, very and, much so. And,
0: the, and the, the legacy of it.
2: Yeah, very much so, very much so. But I think it's, uh, I, I mean, I dare say it's something in the mentality of, of the Dutch, which has its pros and cons, which is to always look forward. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. They're constantly looking forward, but at the same time, they you no know, no there's this resistance to let things settle for too long.
0: That was dancer and choreographer Samir Calixto, whose work will be presented in the first post-lockdown show at the Corso in The Hague. There will be Friday dance days throughout June. Just... That was Canadian singer and performance artist Ronnie Tepper, who I spoke to on the programme a few months ago. And that was one of my favourite songs of hers called Point Petals Rose. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio,
3: with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk Magazine, all one word.nl.
1: Arts Arts Talk Radio Online.
0: Although many of the museums in the Netherlands are now reopening, that will not be the case for the Boymans van Bernigen in Rotterdam. They were already closed for major refurbishment last year before the crisis and will continue to be so long after things return to normal. However, long before then, most of the art from the museum's collection will be on view just a few metres away. I spoke to the museum's director, Sierra Lex, about the exciting new venture. Right next door, people yeah. who've been here recently will, yeah. see a, will have seen a, a giant silver bowl yeah. emerging from the ground. And, it, and it's actually part of a museum. It's not a wall of death. There aren't going to be motorbikes going around the inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, how's yeah. that going to work? It's a depot.
3: You're going to, have to store everything there, yeah. but it's also going to be open to the public. Yeah. So how's that going to work? Um, We have 151,000 pieces in the depot in two years. So the the building uh, is going quite uh, well, and um, we look forward to this. If you uh, are interested in uh, looking into the depot, you can see uh, the artworks as they are stored. But every artwork has, uh, uh, has its own place and has a number and is... Available when you would like to have a look at it so you can I mean so,
0: so literally I mean I could yes. walk in and say I want to see yeah. such a such, an, yeah. such, yeah. such a picture and you could be able to
3: show it to me. Yes, but we ask you to to buy a ticket It's Holland, so we, 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 we sell tickets and then you can make a choice um, To go around and look for yourself and look for what you like to 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 look at and so you're not guided or you can go with a guided tour the guided tours um, go into the storages. There's a number of 12 people uh, as a maximum that can go with one guide and the guard uh, to um, to enjoy themselves. And then there's a menu for the day or for the hour in which you can also pass by the curators, the conservators, the trucks, the, the cratings that are going on. And so you can really come into the kitchen or the, 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 the backside of the museum and enjoy what you see when you see how much people we have 50 people caring for this collection what happens when people care for art and how they handle it and what they do with it so you're really close to the to the to the action and the other part is if you do not like to be guided you can just go into the uh, stores and you can go into the depot and look at the things that are behind screens behind uh, glass walls um in very big vitrines that we are building now.
0: So it's not going to be like... I mean, everybody knows in museums, like 80% of the pictures are in the in the basement. They're normally yeah. stored on these sliding yeah. racks. Yeah. So is, it, is
3: yours going to be like yes, that? Yes, it's... it's right, so I could go in, I could just pull out a rack covered in pictures? Um, and no, no. That, so you cannot pull yourself, but you can ask uh, your guide to pull out a rack, of course. Yes, you can. And I think that what, what we do is... Um, uh, very close to the museum that Mr. John Soane built in London, uh, the architecture professor who um, had, had taught his students by showing them trip boards. One and, of the best uh, and uh, least known museums yeah. in, in London. It's one of the best museums, and I think very well known still. Um, but it's 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 uh, around and about 200 years old, but the, the the magic of this museum could also be the magic... Uh, of our depot. But there is
0: no other museum that has access to all its works all the time, is there?
3: Uh, I don't think so, uh, though um, we are in close contact with the Victorian Albert Museum. They are now um, um, uh, developing a, 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 an open storage in the Docklands uh, for, I think, about two million pieces and they are doing something alike but in a a completely different way and it's very nice to compare those. We are more more or less two or three years ahead of them but they come here very often and we talk about what possibilities it has.
0: So how's it going to work when you reopen
3: after seven years, you'll be running in parallel, so what's going to be the difference? I don't know how the German um, um, knowledge is of, of of the people who listen to your program, but in German you have in sculpture you have the uh, the verb standbein and spielbein. And so if you see if you look at a sculpture, a uh, classic David, it, he has a, 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 a leg that you can play with, and he has a leg to stand on. Um, we consider the depot as our standing leg and the playing leg is the museum. So we will go on with making nice, aesthetic, wonderful, um, c- curious shows in the museum with all the centuries that belong to our collection. And the depot is really the, 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 the brains, the, the stock, um, the way we can relate also as curators to our collection and know what it's about, what the size is, how heavy it is, what colors it has, etc. We'll will, we will be far away from all these computers that are um, handy, but do not tell you the truth. That
0: was Sierra Lex, director of the Boyman's van Berningen Museum in Rotterdam, talking about the depot, which will be opening next year.
1: Arts Talk radio online features on the arts in English.
0: Well, things are slowly getting better and hopefully we'll soon be able to conduct some new interviews face-to-face. But we all need to take care in order to stay safe. So, until next time, it's goodbye. I'm Michael Hasted. Bye.